Hello, welcome into the Daily Blues podcast on this Wednesday, December 11th, 2019. My name is Dan Betlock on 101ESPN.com. Glad you're along with us. Blues losing at the hands of the Buffalo Sabres last night, 5-2 to two, the final. Really didn't think that uh, score was indicative of how the game went. Obviously, two empty net goals will help that. Will help my case there. Uh, the Blues had a tied 2-2. Unfortunate momentary lapse of reason between Robert Thomas and Vince Dunn leads to the go-ahead goal, 3-2. Uh, Bada-bing, bada-boom, that's all she wrote. Blues were unable to come back from that. But other than that teeny little tiny mistake that ended up into the back of the net, which obviously was a big mistake, I thought the Blues were in that game and generated a lot of opportunities. You'll hear a lot of that from Craig Berube, who spoke to the media today. Here is Craig on last night's game and many more topics uh, talking to the media out at practice today. Basically. Well, there's yeah, obviously, you know, again, the first goal, you know, goes off our guy's skate. Um, you know, that happens in games, and uh, we're right there in the game. Uh, you know, it's 2-2, and I think we're playing a pretty good game. And, you know, the third goal, obviously, is a, a mistake that shouldn't happen, uh, but it happened. And, um, you know, I mean, that's the game. I mean, we... We had, we had enough opportunities to win the game offensively. We didn't score. We didn't score enough goals. But, again, their goalie played well, and uh, so did ours. I mean, they're tight games. Um, you know, you got to just find ways to win games. And last, you know, last couple, we were, we're not. We're, um, we made mistakes that we normally shouldn't make. And um, they go on our net offensively. We're a little bit snake bit right now, in my opinion. Hit three, four posts last night. Um, plenty of opportunities. Just we didn't score enough goals. Should Should Thomas have stayed down on Eichel on that goal? He kind of dropped. Yeah, back. It sh- we should have. But there's got to be communication and things like that. And it starts before that, to be honest with you. I don't. I'm not going to go over the goal and critique it. That's that's in-house stuff, and we did that already. But it's just you know, part of it happens. You mentioned, uh, I think, a game ago that. The mental maybe sharpness wasn't there. Do you, you still kind of see that uh, um, with last night, or in terms of some no, of these mistakes? Not so much last night. I, no, I didn't think it was a mental. I don't think that was a mental mistake really. Uh, in that on that goal, um, you know, I thought that we were a lot sharper in that game than we have been the last two. I thought uh, we had more urgency in that game in the last two. So mentally, I think we're in good spot again. Mm-hmm. I thought practice was excellent today. So it's just the little things that are kind of missing right now. And details that are missing that uh, we didn't we didn't do right uh, in that on that goal. Um, you know, I thought that we were a lot sharper in that game than we have been the last two. I thought uh, we had more urgency in that game in the last two. So mentally, I think we're in good spot again. Mm-hmm. I thought practice was excellent today. Mm-hmm. So it's just the little things that are kind of missing right now. Well, at, at times it can be. There's little things and details that are missing that uh, we didn't we didn't do right, um, um, you know. And again, like offensively, sorry, you know, the Toronto game, we had plenty of opportunities in that game to score goals, and we didn't. Uh, we got, you know, we got to just we got to play and like again, but we might have to win two one. You know, we gotta just gotta play the game. Like we're not gonna focus on one area and then focus on another area. You gotta play the game, and we gotta gotta find ways to score some more goals for sure. Like power play hasn't scored in a couple games, but there's plenty of chances. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Now I'm saying not in the power play. Um, 
we definitely could shoot more pucks on the power play. And in general, I think our whole team could probably shoot more pucks. How do you how do you get that out? I mean, some players like even O'Reilly said, "Yeah, I got to shoot more," but it's the shot totals at the end of the day aren't aren't there for him. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not there for I think a, a bunch of guys, and um, it's just a, it's a, the coach and staff. We got to instill we got to instill that in them the confidence to shoot, and um, just talking about it and showing it. Shoot pucks. We got to shoot pucks. Our attempts have to go up. Our shot totals have to go up. Mm-hmm. Steve, what did you think of uh, Kairos' first game? I thought he was fine. I thought he did a good job in the game. You know, he had a couple of good chances. I uh, thought he competed on pucks, you know. And it's, his competitiveness will have to increase. the case here, he's got, to, he's got to make those chances count. Well, he has to make them count for sure. He's not going to be in every offensive situation up here, but he's going to be in off- offensive situations. He's playing with Shannon Schwartz, so that's a, that's a good opportunity right there. But he just got to, you know, it takes time, but he's got to compete that's one thing and it's, his competitiveness will have to increase as we go along mm-hmm. for him to be successful up here does, that's a that's a huge thing from going from down there up here does it look like he's got his quickness back he looks you're... quick to me i mean i thought he skated really well in the game i thought he looked really good out in practice mm-hmm. kind of stuck with those lines all game so you recently happy with what I liked, uh, you know, I, I liked O'Reilly, Bozak, and Perron. I thought they created a, a bunch of good opportunities in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Robbie Thomas being in the middle, like, I, I got to move a sentiment to the wing. So that's where we're at right now. Greg, you mentioned, we know what your blue line did last year offensively, and Petro's off to a pretty good start, but you feel like as a whole, those guys can uh, supply a little bit more offensively? you feel like that would help? Uh, no, definitely. That's a big part of our offense for sure is our D. Um, getting involved, um, you know. Again, yeah, we got some guys who can really shoot the puck back there. Um, again, their shot totals can go up. Um, hitting the net more, just being a little bit more aggressive offensively uh, by them would be good. You heard one of the uh, one of the words Bruby used was snake bitten. Felt like the offense was snake bitten, and I can uh, hop on board with that. I felt like there's a couple of chances in the Toronto game where. Uh, Frederick Anderson made some really high-end saves to keep the Maple Leafs uh, in that game. Blues had some chances last night as well. They also had some chances in the Pittsburgh game. Jari played great in the Pittsburgh game, in my mind. And yes, the Blues could certainly use more offense from their defense. That was one of the bread and butters of the team last year. Uh, that, that so far has yet to come to fruition uh, this season, where they have not gotten as much production from the back end uh, this year compared to last season, that's for sure. Chris Kerber joins the Rizzuto Show every Wednesday throughout the hockey season. Of course, Rizzuto Show is on our sister station, 105.7 The Point, KPNT, all part of the Hubbard Radio family here. And Kerbs was on with the Rizzuto Show this morning. Let's take a listen into that. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris Kerber's on the phone. Hey! Fellas, did, did I just hear Riz say that he doesn't participate in dumb games as uh, you've got a guy that's worn a Spider-Man outfit for 30 days? <laughs> yeah, I didn't wear it. Moonwalk. <laughs> he doesn't participate in these reindeer games. Are you crazy? <laughs> hey, our little chat uh, with uh, Chris Kerber sponsored by? Uh, Tracy Bibb with Allstate Insurance. Looking for extra holiday cash? Try saving on your car and home insurance with Tracy Bibb. Text quote to 65780 to get a free non-committal quote. You know, Chris, it always uh, fascinates me, your schedule, as uh, you know somebody who travels with the team. So last night you're in Buffalo. Uh, are you home now? We are. We landed, uh, I don't know, about 12, 30, 12.45 last night. Uh, man, what a, what a tough schedule, huh? Are you tired? 
Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, my, my wife's a third grade teacher, so uh, she's up at five, and the uh, first two kids get on the bus at uh, what at seven o'clock. The other one at seven forty-five. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's up early on those days, but that's okay. It's more yeah. important to uh, make sure you eat breakfast with them and see them off the bus and get some sleep. Do you feel like you bounce back easier uh, after a trip like that? If it was a win last night. Uh, yeah, I think that sometimes that does make a difference. I think the uh, the wins or the losses can can hang on you. Obviously, the players and stuff uh, more than anybody. So, the the challenge with the schedule this year, fellas, is the fact that and this is really kind of amazing. While they only have nine sets of back to backs all year, which is one of our lowest totals, pretty much in a long, long year, eighteen. Mm-hmm. While they only have nine, they had four of them in the month of November. Oh, so wow, there's so... only five of them the rest of the way. The Blues do not have a three-day break between games at all during the regular season schedule, except for the Christmas break, which is mandated, and the All-Star break, which is mandated. Oh, wow. So it's a different kind of a grind of a schedule this year for the Blues. Well, and it's not like during the All-Star game you're going to be uh, you're going to be on a big break because it's here. So we're all going right. to be doing stuff. Yeah. And uh, before we get into before we get into into last night's game and the last couple games, who all be an All-Star on this squad? Who should represent the Blues at the All-Star Game here at the Enterprise Center? Uh, in my opinion, it's David Perron, it's Ryan O'Reilly, and it's Braden Shen and Alex Petrangelo. I think those are the four. Mm. Wow. And, you know, and you can – I was going to say you can make the Jordan Bennington in a big way, but the last few games have been a little bit tough on him. Jay Gallon's numbers are pretty much every bit just as good, although he's played 10 fewer games. So, um, you know, the, the goaltending, I think, could be one that's debatable. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, any one of those other four or any two or three of those other four are legit all-stars this year. So write this down. This is He said Shen, he said uh, O'Reilly, Perron, and who was the other one? Petrangelo. 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 Right. So if one of those or all of them don't make it, we get to shoot with the airsoft gun. Right. Each time. For every <laughs> player that every doesn't, player make it. doesn't make it from yeah. your list, we shoot with the airsoft gun. <laughs> I did not hear him agree to that, just so you know. No, that counts. <laughs> hey, speaking of dumb games, am I the only one that's thinking that with Mizzou hiring a coach named Drinkwitz that now you have to, without a doubt, listen to the games and any time Mike Kelly says his name, you, you shoot one? Oh, Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, let's do that. 100%. <laughs> I mean, that's a... There's, there's going to be some, some new games going around that campus this no, year. Oh, college kids don't drink. I don't know what you're talking about. They're, they're, there, just, for, they they're there for learning. Yep. They're there for yeah, learning. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, those libraries are going to get rowdy. Uh, so the five to two, la- uh, five to two loss last night in Buffalo, third loss in a row. I think the score is misleading though because there were two empty netters, you know, Correct. at the end there. But uh, I went to sleep last night kind of early, uh, about eight thirty, eight forty-five, and it was two to two. And I wake up this morning finding it's five to two. But but the Blues did kind of have a run of, of bad luck, you know, hit the crossbar a couple times. Um, well, they hit four or five posts in that game, and they hit three of them in the second period alone. And, you know, and that's the, that's the case of it. it. A couple of games ago uh, against Toronto, you know, they had a couple of great scoring opportunities, and Anderson stood on his head. If any one of those goes in, it's probably a very different game. Yeah. The problem is they didn't, and you're going to get runs where you get some puck luck. You're going to get runs where you don't get some puck luck. But this is one of those, and this is why I love Craig Berube's approach. They don't worry about puck luck. He goes, no, you, you got to just play harder. you got to bear down harder, and those chances have to go in. Schwartz had an open five hole, and he put it into his pads. As the puck lifted on him a little bit, Jaden Schwartz is again getting tremendous scoring opportunities, and it's just not going in for him, which is fine if it's going to come back in the playoffs like it did last year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are situations where the Blues are going to have to work through. And, you know, they, 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 they did, they're not making smart plays right now, and part of it is mental fatigue, I'm sure. Part of it is some physical fatigue. 
but they're just going to have to be better. I mean, they've got Vince Dunn and Robert Thomas on that go-ahead goal for it to be the game-winning goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Robert Thomas's guy all the way. And I didn't get a chance to say, hey, what did you see? You know, and what happened on that play after the game? You know, but there was obviously a, a communication error between two very young guys in the national point, you know, 8.6 seconds to go in the second period. You know, a guy like Alexander Steen will go to a younger guy that, that, you know, where the puck doesn't get deep and say, hey, I know you're thinking about making a play every time, but in that situation, you got to play the clock. you got to manage the clock. Well, in a 1-1 game, road, get it in deep. Let's get to the intermission and come out in the third period in a 1-1 situation. And those are learning curves for young players. Well, in the last three is the Blues, Blues have only scored four goals. I mean, can you can you point? Well, to, yeah, they're starting to feel those injuries a little bit. Yeah, can you point to one thing of those three losses, or is it a, you know a bunch of different things? I well, I, you can point to the power play that's gone now over its last ten, and mm-hmm. these opportunities have not had any shots. So, when you are when you have as much uh, even strength power as you do out of the lineup, your special teams have got to be really good, mm-hmm. and that means the power play and the power play is going over its last ten and hasn't looked very good at all. The other side of it is, look, you, I mean, you're filling in with young guys, and this is this is that situation. This is why you know you don't want too many of the young players. Everybody, I'll call this guy up, call up Costin, call this guy up. You don't want too many of those young guys in your lineup. They're going to make defensive mistakes. They're going to make mistakes at the end of the period. It's natural. It's a learning curve, you know, and it's also harder to score in this league. So, you know, the Blues have uh, in the last couple of games. You know, maybe they didn't get the starting goaltender they needed. Uh, against Toronto, I think they did last night with Jake. It's just the even strength scoring isn't there enough when the power play is struggling, and they're going to have to figure that out because unless Jordan Cairo steps in and really starts to produce, or they get well, I mean, look, and even the guys coming back, if Zach Sanford comes back, if Steen comes back, if Sunquist comes back, it's going to help you. But we're not talking the elite scorer that Vladimir Tarasenko is. So you're still going to have to play that tight style of hockey. Well, Sanford didn't go to Buffalo with the team, but Sunquist and Steen did, and and they were, um, I, as they were practicing on Tuesday. They were skating at least. They were yeah. skating at least. So right. what's what's the story? Are yeah, they're, they're getting much closer. And I don't know know which one is closer than the other, but I know Alexander Steen was skating. He's he was skating hard. You have a couple of wipeouts when you have a, a high ankle sprain, and if it feels good, you know you're in some good shape. So. Uh, they're going to practice today at 12 or 1130 guys. And, you know, I'm sure they'll keep getting those guys going. And when you have the kind of injuries that they have, it's not just getting out there and skating. It's, it's, can you battle, mm. you know, can you dig in on that ankle? Can you dig in on that foot when somebody's trying to knock you off the puck? So I'm sure though, they get those guys in some battle drills. So like at a practice like today, when you go, I'd be watching for, you know, the type of drills that Steen and Sunquist are doing, how they're looking in the corners, how they're looking on their starts and stops. And if they're kind of circling versus starting and stopping, you know they're probably not close enough yet. Yeah. If they're starting to stop really sharp, if they're in some battles and looking good, then you know they're that much closer. And the fear with you could collide, re-injure it just like that too, correct? Or if you're not oh, yeah. all the way back. Yeah, yeah you, you guys know. I mean, it's, it, yeah, every doctor I've talked to says it, what, what most people say. Sometimes you almost think a break would be better, but uh, uh, they seem to be recovering just fine. And, and the good news was we knew that Sunquist wasn't as bad as Alexander Steens. You know, and, and they said that right off the bat. So uh, I think that's some real positive news. All right, so it was one year ago yesterday. One year ago yesterday, Bortuzzo wailed on uh, on Zach Sanford to practice, which I know we talked about this. That that was one of the moments where the season turned for the better last year. Uh, do you think right. Bortuzzo needs to punch somebody in the head today <laughs> during practice? No, 
The difference in being in last place or still being in first place, I think, uh, precipitates the fact that we don't need to punch anybody in the nose. All right. <laughs> See, that's, that's that's why we ask you, man. We didn't know for sure. Right. So, yeah, should Bortuzzo today but just guys, go punching people? I think I think you could test it, you know with you know a pair of gloves and uh, there's five of you in there, so we can do some market yeah. testing. Tony, Jeff, you want to go in here, Scott? Well, Jeff, we have everybody's Jeff's got everybody take out hit. their Hulk hands. Let's, <laughs> we all got Hulk hands. In oh, here. you said Hulk hands? Yes. Uh, one more, one more thing before we let you go to bed. Um, you heard about the Petrangelo to Toronto rumor again? That's kind of making the rounds. Uh, yeah, listen, guys. That, well, I've heard that, and I've heard that for about a year and a half. Uh, it, it, it is just that. It's just a rumor. I mean, I know Doug Armstrong has uh, tried to have some conversations, and I don't know if he's had it actually with Alex's group. I believe he's had a couple of chats with Alex to just kind of see where things at. This is something that one is not going to necessarily go away. Uh-huh. Two, it's it, 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 it's going to get louder as you get closer. One, depending on where the Maple Leafs are in the standings as you get closer to the mid-February trade deadline, late February trade deadline. Number two, he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year, guys. Mm-hmm. And the Blues are in one of those situations. Can you re-sign him? Does he want to go to free agency? Which would be his right, and he's earned that right. Nobody should begrudge that. And uh, And... You know, all those situations. So let's say, so I want to test free agency. Then the question is, do you keep them like your own rental and go for another run at the Stanley Cup? Do you move them and get assets, depending on what those assets would be? Yeah. And that's where that decision would get made. Well, this is, the from asset, the, uh, this is from the NHL Trade Rumors website, and it says, according to a source connected to the Blues, which I, you know, I love when they have the unnamed sources, mm-hmm. the Leafs yeah. have contacted them on multiple occasions asking about defenseman Alex Petrangelo Earlier this week, the Athletics' James Myrtle mentioned he felt the Leafs will pursue the Blues' captain in the summer, but there could be a deal to be made if the Blues feel their captain won't be signing an extension. Yeah, and listen, first off, I can tell you that it didn't come from Doug Armstrong's office because if it did, somebody would easily be fired. Doug Armstrong has locked things down. I mean, remember, nobody knew that the Blues were uh, finalized that deal with Ryan O'Reilly. He's been really good there. It's it's a common sense thing. They need defense. He's from Toronto, right? But you got to keep a couple things in mind here. It's not just a trick line there. Taxes really high in Toronto. The scrutiny, what it is in Toronto, is that where he wants to go? I don't know. I haven't had any conversations with him. I'll tell you this right now. His focus is solely on the St. Louis Blues where it should be, and I don't put any stock in that rumor because, well, other than the fact that I would expect every team in the National Hockey League that if they were to feel that a guy of that caliber is available, mm-hmm. somebody makes a call to say, is this real? Well, and, and here's what they say. Again, another rumor here is chatter surrounding uh, the, 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 the Blues captain is he's not happy, and he wasn't happy when the team acquired Justin Falk and then signed him to an extension immediately. Meanwhile, the team has not made any legit offers to him. Yeah, that I, I can't speak to any of that there, fellas. Mm. That's one of those things that I don't deal too much in. I, I don't deal in the rumor mill and, and all that stuff. So well, uh, when I see when, when I get a text that. that says that they're coming, I'll, I'll deal with it then. <laughs> yeah. Straight Anyways, he's got the no trade clause anyway. But right. he, he'd have to waive that. But, you know, for his home his home team, though, you know. I, I, well, look, I, here, I'm going to be the look, guy look that at recent history. He's going to uh, retire as a blue is what he's going to do. I, I, I'll put the stamp on that right now. Well, I mean – well, I, I think it's a longer conversation. I don't know if we'll have time for, but the, the reality of it is, though, is, you know, Doug Armstrong, I, I can tell you how Doug Armstrong looks at things uh, in a couple of ways. And the, and the biggest one is this. Trading a player for a draft pick doesn't always make sense. 
Everybody wants to go out and get a hot free agent at the deadline. Those are typically a rental. Sometimes you've got that rental in your own barn, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason it doesn't always make trade sense is even for some draft picks, okay? Well, you know, it, it's been – this is the third year now since the Blues acquired Braden Shen, and the two first-round draft picks that Philly got just made their – essentially their debuts with Philly this year. You're talking three years down the road to four or five years down the road. You know, if you find impact from one of those draft picks, because if you're good enough to make a deal for a guy like him, the team that's getting your first round pick is, is going to typically draft kind of low. You're not yeah. going to get that Colorado situation that came up very often. So I, I know that Doug Armstrong looks at that. He looks at cap space sometimes is as valuable as the player. And you put all those factors in. And, uh, and, and I don't know that there's any way that anybody could legitimately know exactly right now what Doug Armstrong's thinking unless you exactly talk to him. Yeah, it's not like the NFL where these draft picks, these players are immediately on the team. You know, there's development no, that I goes mean, into them. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and even if they do, like, like David Perron did his first year, but then look at the growth that, that you still had to do with that. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it isn't that way, you know. I mean, uh, you can – Jack Eichel is, fun, is really starting to have what is a terrific season, the kind of season that they've been waiting for him to have. He's in his fifth season in the league. Yeah, it takes a while. You know, I mean, it, yeah, yeah it, it does take a while. Shoot, even Alex Petrangelo, guys, the Blues drafted him. He played, I think, what, nine games his first year, eight games his second year or so, or maybe vice versa. But he didn't become a full-time NHL until three years after the draft. Takes a little bit in the NHL, that's for sure. Well, the next game is tomorrow here in St. Louis, the, uh, the Knights – are in town, and uh, that should be a good. Uh, that should be a good game. It'll be a fun one. That'll yep. be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Always fun when uh, Ryan Reeves, right back. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know he's got that that uh, he's got that brewery that, that he created out in Las Vegas, and I, I mean, this was last year. He had started it in November when they came in in March. I was talking to him about it, and he said he already had the, his beer out, and I think he said like seventy-five or eighty locations out in Las Vegas. Huh. Really cool, really cool project. Well, I don't know if you know this, but we got our own beer. It's called Have Yourself a Merry Little Rismus Beer, available at all your I did. local I retailers. Saw that. Okay. <laughs> so, meh, Ryan Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you can catch Curbs on with the Rizzuto Show every Wednesday morning on 105.7 The Point. Yesterday, we played a Krispy Kreme cup of Joe. Joe Vitale sat down with Robert Thomas. Let's play the one we aired last night in, in uh, the broadcast for the Buffalo Sabres. Here's the Krispy Kreme Cup of Joe. Joe Vitale having a seat in conversation with Colton Pareko. All right, we're here with Colton Pareko on this Cup of Joe before the Buffalo Sabres game. And Colton had a chance to catch up with some family in the stands before the morning skate here. Your aunt, who's in town from Toronto, is your dad's sister. And, and they told me when you were a kid, you were a bit of a troublemaker. Well, I don't know. They must have just started trying to get a conversation going. I thought I was pretty good, but... No, they were just stirring the pot. They actually said you were one of the kindest, sweetest young boys ever, but it was your brother who kind of led the charge (laughs) as far as causing some trouble in your youth. So, if anything, you're stirring the pot, eh, Joe? (laughs) Maybe I am, yeah. (laughs) No, Uh, it's good. It was obviously a fun fun upbringing, and uh, they've been a big part of of my family, uh, my brother, my two sisters, and I, and um, whenever you get a chance to kind of see them, it's it's fun. So, um, I'm, I'm just happy they made the trip down and uh we we got to see them how nice is it to be on the road as much as you guys have been on the road uh, throughout november now early in december here but just as a chance to see a little bit of family even if it's just for a hello or a hug or sometimes a cup of coffee yeah it's it means a lot obviously and um they they travel a little bit an hour and a half drive which which is a little bit a little bit of a way so um it, it means a lot obviously and 
it's it's nice because you don't always get to see your family, especially for for holidays like Christmas and stuff. It's it's tough to see extended family all the time, and sometimes you don't even see your your immediate family. So uh, any opportunity to see family is is exciting, and you got to take advantage of it. So um, just glad that that I got to see him. I got to see him a little bit yesterday for for uh, a quick drink uh, when we got in, and. Um, and that, that's about it. Well, they said you were a sweet and gentle boy, although you don't look very sweet and gentle right now, Colton. I think the, all the fans will see you tonight as they're watching the TV. Or how many stitches did you get in the lip, and how did that happen in the trial game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got a nice puck to the face. I kind of I was just defending, and the guy kind of tried to snare the puck to the net, and it rode off the bottom of my the blade of my stick and shot right up into my lip. So um, kind of exploded my lip. I got 10, 10 stitches, and um, hopefully it heals up nicely because. Uh, yeah, it's, it's never nice having a lot of scars. Are you on a strict smoothie diet right now, or are you able to eat foods? No, I'm eating, but sometimes it hurts, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going with it. i got to make sure I get, get the dieting in, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a battle sometimes, but uh, we'll make it work. I had one just above my left lip here. I played a game in Minnesota, and I'll never forget. I think I had about 10 stitches, very similar to where you got it. I think the hardest part was definitely the shot. It's a pretty sensitive area in the upper lip. Yeah, I mean, getting the I would agree 100%. Getting the, the free was probably the most painful of the whole thing when it actually happened at the time it wasn't really that painful I don't know if it was adrenaline or not but um when he went in there with the needle for the freezing, I almost jumped out of the chair. It was it was pretty painful, but uh, after it's frozen, it, it's pretty pretty easy, and that you just wake up the next day and it's a little sore. You're not a crier. You didn't cry, did you? No, no, no crying. But uh, well, you, at least you would never admit it. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not on air, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it uh, it was painful though. I mean, just someone jabbing you in the open mm-hmm. open lip. Uh, not not fun, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's part of it. And, just uh, hopefully heals nicely and quickly. Last one for you here, Colton. Uh, top now with uh, Alex Petrangelo on that top pair, uh, shutting down Jack Eichel. What's the scouting report on him, and, and how do you go about doing that? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a dynamic player. Uh, just overall, he, he's got a lot of skill sets, but he's also a big player that protects the puck well. Uh, good vision, good shot. So he kind of has basically the whole package. So you just got to make sure that you're aware of where he is on the ice, um, aware of where his, his teammates are on the ice when he's he's out there and obviously with the puck. So um, I think biggest thing for us is playing close, staying tight to them, and uh, just trying to limit limit their chances and uh, limit their opportunities, and um, it should be good. That was Colton Pareko on this Krispy Kreme Cup of Joe. Colton, thanks for your time, and good luck tonight, buddy. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, you can catch those Krispy Kreme Cup of Joes every intermission. Uh, first intermission of the of the St. Louis Blues uh, game broadcast on 101ESPN.com. That's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. The Blues back home to take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Mike McKenna, TV analyst in St. Louis, and will join this week in hockey with Joey and Alex. He's in studio tonight at 6 uh, on 101 ESPN from 6 to 8. So uh, tune in to that. This week in hockey is tonight on 101 ESPN. Remember, folks, go see a ball game often. Follow your local teams. It really is fun for the entire family. Dan Bentlock signing off on 101ESPN.com.